All right, look like we about to be live. This is going to be episode 124. About to do this thing right now. I'm solo. I think DJ is going to be in here shortly, or whatever the case may be. Going to make it happen regardless. All right, so the audio sounds good. Just making sure. Sound like we're on the up and up. All right, now we're good. We're good to go. Got DJ in here. <sighs> I know it's a big sigh, right? Nah, I feel you. you said you had to work. You be you working? You be work? You just got to work, ain't it? No, no, no. I'm actually was home sick with the. I that was uh, oh, diagnosed with a cold. So oh boy, quarantine. No, it's not yep. that bad. It's only a cold. First case in Maryland. Here we go. No, don't don't even do that. <laughs> hey man, you gotta be careful nowadays, man. I mean, listen, I'm gonna tell everybody right now. This is way off topic, way away from what we're gonna talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. This Corona shit. I ain't gonna say it's getting serious, but I'm just telling you, just do basic stuff. Yeah, wash and, your oh, hands. Oh, don't be touching in the orifices, orifices of your face, ears, mouth, nose, eyes. If you do, please wash your hands. I can't tell people enough how mu- how important it is to wash your hands in a time like this. Well, and one also important thing: stop buying face masks. It's yeah. only, it's only the face masks are only effective for the people who are already sick or whatever. Oh, the people so, who come in contact with those who are sick. Yeah, those it's, are the ones who are supposed to be wearing the face mask. If you have, if you, and the thing about this, the C virus, I'm calling it. I'm not calling it coronavirus no more because I want to give it a Resident Evil Six vibe here. Uh, with the C virus, if it, you could possibly have no signs or symptoms of having it but you could be infected but you know people have been buying those uh those face masks thinking that you know if they're not infected that they can just put on a mask and protect themselves from it no you, it you does, realize it your body way. is full of holes right exactly. <laughs> you might as well be living in a bubble right exactly and like even the, then the if and even then that bubble oh wow my chest um <laughs> and even then if, even that bubble would have a crease in it yeah, you're done. So yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it it does not work. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I mean it's for the people who are in contact with the sick, not just everyday life. You know, so that that's why I was wondering. Like the people in China are doing this, and I'm like, like why? And people, and that's another thing. People don't realize why this virus is rapidly, you know, you know, going to other people. Why are people are getting infected? People do not. They do not know how to, or they just don't practice proper hygiene. That's why it spread so fast. I mean, this, it, mm-hmm. you touch something, they touch something, and then it just it just spread. Like for instance, let's say a country has ten people that hasn't that has the virus, and tomorrow is one hundred and sixty-five. Why did it jump so high? Well, those ten people probably went to work. They probably touched something at work, and it's unsanitary. Those same people touched that same area or came in contact with that same area. 
they take it home to their people when they get off of work and it just spreads. That's just one instance. Let's talk about people who go to restaurants, talk about people who go to public bathrooms, talk about people who just touch a, a button when they cross the street, the little signal thing to touch across the street. Mm-hmm. It's so many things or so many ways to be infected. That's why the numbers jump so high over and here. Then- over here, it's not as high because most people here do practice proper hygiene. Yeah, but then you also have work. Like, if you look at the workplace, and this is very important. I'm like, I remember I used to work at a gym for about nine and I have about 10 years. And some of the people that I would see go in and out of the locker room were not practicing, you know, proper hygiene etiquette. Uh, especially, you know, not just in and out the locker room, but also like out in the gym areas, not wiping down the equipment and stuff like that. That's going to be very important for you gym goers to make sure that you wipe down the equipment after every use of it, even before before and after you use it. Right. And and before we we get into the podcast, just one more thing. We guys are on our phone all the time. We're Googling stuff. We're looking at stuff on YouTube. And I'm not trying to be funny or uh, put down anybody. Take the time to Google how to wash your hands. And I'm dead serious about this. I'm not saying it to be funny like people don't know. Some people may not know. You know, some. I mean, to be honest. But that that alone is a lifesaver. Wash your hands. Hell, if you have to, wash your face. You know, you just don't want to. You don't know who you come in contact with in in a little bit of time that you have. If you come in contact with somebody, if you run to the bathroom and wash your hands, it, it, it nine times out of ten it'll kill whatever they have. You just can't let it linger to the point it gets into your pores or gets into your body, and then all of a sudden you're waking up looking like you're about to turn into a clicker. You you, you just can't have wow. that in your life. You know, so, clicker. Man, this is that serious out here. So hmm. Nevertheless, this is episode 124 of the First and Friend Race podcast. Myself, VF Baller. This is DJ 81. Bills, happy belated birthday to him. I, I, my apologies. I didn't get a chance to call him and shout him out. I've been pretty busy, but happy birthday to that guy. Um, yeah, happy be, belated um, birthday. Right, right. You know, we missed out on that. But um, nevertheless, we're going to continue to uh, keep pushing with the podcast i got my sidekick with me my son here drinking on a juice bottle having fun he's probably gonna be sleeping a little bit because he just took a bath and everything but um this episode is basically talking about nba live nobody's talking about nba live in months i think the last time nba live has been on twitter was like in october so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think like okay are we going to have another basketball game for next generation or will they reclaim a, a, a piece of the market well, they, you know, what what are they doing? It's like, we don't know, but this episode is basically going to speculate and we're going to give our thoughts about NBA Live. Um, also, we're going to talk about the XFL, obviously. And um, I wanted to talk about the MLB, but I'm going to wait because that's a developing story about mm-hmm. them implementing rules to curtail cheating. Um, it's still developing as of today, and I don't want to do anything about that without knowing exactly... Um, what's really going on. I don't want to talk about it unless I know exactly what's going on. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going around about eight second delays on TV um, show or TV feeds and everything, but we'll get into that at, at a later time. You see that uh, Ravens nation already has a comment and I've, I've, I agree with him on that one. That's that, that, y'all not right. That's dirty, man. <laughs> DJ, how you been, man? 
Well, other than what I've already told people, I've just been trying to recover from this cold. I've, I've been fighting it ever since Saturday. So it's it's just, uh, I'm like, it's funny because I remember when I was younger and how the cold used to affect me. It used to affect me a lot more than it does now, which, which is kind of crazy. But still, I'm like, I'm aware of how much it's affecting my like my ability to focus, concentrate. I've been confused in certain. I almost fell down the steps the other day. So it it really a cold, just a simple cold can really knock you off your feet. So that's what I've been, you know, dealing with. So okay. that was also partially another reason I didn't really want to say it because I could still you know do the podcast and whatnot. But that was partially another reason why I sent the I am about Super Tuesday. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I, um, me, how I feel about politics, I think that this is a great medium to us to get away from that stuff. It could be a headache after like 20 minutes of watching it. Well, I'm sitting there watching it as we're doing a podcast. So my my yeah, I got nerves, my nerves are going through the roof because I'm telling you, Black people, we are keeping ourselves in chains once again. We don't, for some reason, we don't like change. We don't. I'm gonna like, I'm 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 be quite honest. Before we do get in the live, it's like we want to keep things the same. I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. I don't think they care about us. They're, they want Hispanics. They find they find Hispanics is the new civil rights thing to the 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 sell dreams to. I honestly oh. believe that. That's why they want them to come over openly and freely over the border. I I don't think they can have confidence in that's not why they, you know I'm, what, we, I, I, we, I have a disagreement with that but well, you can go yeah you can go to, you can have a disagreement but I'm telling you they don't even talk about us anymore they really don't they're talking about us just moments ago on CNN but you know that's just me but anyway yeah CNN I'm um, just saying you t- I'm like they talk about both of us both Hispanics and African Americans even but they've been talking mo- in the Democratic. Uh, party with this primary, they've been talking mostly about African Americans. You've been, you, yeah, because the South Carolina just passed, bro. They just came yeah, and Carolina. North Carolina just passed too, yeah, and Virginia. Yeah, um, and Biden had sixty three percent, at least in the sixties, in uh, percentage for the black vote. You, you, so you want some more juice? Because you just drunk straight through this. You want some more? But we'll, but we'll, but that that's all the politic talk for tonight. Let's get into some sports. I, I just think it's endless. NBA Live. Um, what what what's been going on for the past decade with this series? Well, like I think, seriously, I think. I every, mean, no. Go ahead. What you about? To I, say? I I think everybody understands what's going on with Live. They 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 tripped on the way in. Um, they tried to like you look at the fact that you know before coming to the next uh, gen, they tried to change, you know, their mantra a little bit, and it backfired. And then they had to sit on the sideline for a little bit while Two K pretty much took up most of the market share with what they came up with. And then when it came to next gen, you know, having live fourteen, even though some of the basics were promising. Everything else just, you know, was a result of that trip up from Elite. I see people on uh, Twitter, uh, namely Prime, bringing up Elite uh, 11, which you have done that in the past with Elite 11 and Live 13. So it's one of those things where Live has failed to take advantage of the 
basics of the game that they touted when they tried again with Live 14. And just, I'm like, 15 I thought was really good. And then I thought was the better of the um, of the live. Live, live fifteen was probably the best live that came out this generation. Mm-hmm. And then and then it started going back backwards. Sixteen, there was no seventeen. And then yeah, this is when we started skipping lives. You know, there was no live seventeen. And then I guess there was a live eighteen and a nineteen. And then obviously no live twenty. So it's just like, where's the focus? What it seemed like they lost their focus. And going without a live twenty, I don't even know if they had uh, roster updates to fulfill uh, no. the people that are still playing nineteen. So the la- and the last time we heard from them was a statement about okay, um, we're still we're still trucking along. This was like in July was their statement last year. It was like we're still plugging plugging along. Was it July or November? Wow, the right last tweet. The last tweet was like in October. Okay, in October. Like October or something like that. Yeah, saying that they're still plugging along, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so what are you doing for the consumers now to at least keep hope alive? Because right now, the the content creators for live, the live community, are the ones keeping it alive. And I remember saying that it should not. Wow, Michael Bloomberg won America Samoa. That's bullshit. But anyway, um, it shouldn't be on a live community to um, keep a game alive. It should be the company and it should be the the devs out there saying, hey, this is what we've been working on, you know, periodical updates. You know, this is almost in the line of IMV gaming here. Yeah, so, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because Live had, had games for like 20 years. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but um, the problem with Live is, is the fact they, they, they just don't have an identity since 2K like up their game after 14. Once once 2K14 came out, it's it's basically been a wrap for Live, and Live has been struggling. I mean, literally struggling to put something together ever since. Um, we saw what we did with 15, where they actually had decent developers. They actually had decent developers there, and those developers like OG, he left, um, and he only had a little bit of a front print on 15. He tried to do something with 14. So, I mean, once he was gone, I mean, it's like pretty much the bottom fell. I mean, a lot of people had faith in the EA devs that was there that's still there, but you see what happened. Um, I think they did a major upgrade with 18 and 19, but it's just an upgrade based on what they had. It's nothing based on next generation or this current generation. That game looks like it looked like a game that was just upscaled from a PS3, honestly. I mean, the games don't play bad. I, I, I thought Live at night, for instance, I thought Live 19 played pretty good. Yeah, I know you do, baby. I thought Live 19 played pretty good, but it's just it, it played good based on just what's there. I mean, compared to the competition, it just wasn't it wasn't viable. I mean, people tried to find, you know, small things to say, oh, this what they got over 2K or this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, it just was not up to par. I mean, just like right here, Young Noble saying live is a dumpster fire. I totally disagree because Live, when you look at it as a video game in itself, not putting it in the category of no generations or whatever, it's an okay basketball game if you just put it out there as a video game. But yeah, it's a dumpster fire compared to what 2K has. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put it against their competition, but if you put live in a sense of it's a video game, play a game of basketball, it plays all right. 
I mean, it's not a it's not a full on sim. It has its glitches just like any other basketball game. But at the end of the day, it's just not on par with what's what technology is out there now. And that's the main problem. Um Ravens Nation also said that didn't Madden sales decrease from thirteen to eighteen, but still made more money because of um what people spent on um Ultimate Team. Yeah, I mean that's what happened, but you look at the flip side of live, live that was a death sentence for live. There's no way live could I mean it was a death sentence the way the quality of the game was based on its competition. But if they were to put microtransactions or like if they actually try to make you spend money on Ultimate Team with a bad game like that, it, you would have never saw the light of day of that game again. You know, so it's 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 just at the end of the day, Live was in a lose lose situation because the game basically like it ran off of technology from the PS3 and it, it just never looked like a next gen console type game. Um, mm-hmm. But going forward. Can they reclaim it? The only way they're going to reclaim it, they're going to have to like really revamp the entire game. And in some ways, the game is going to have to look similar to um, it's going to, to look similar to some of the textures that 2K has. And I hate to say that, but it's going to have to look like a next generation game. Well, my thing is, is that I think in order for them to get back into it, they have to really believe and follow through on their initial ideals. I think that, like I said, they lost focus on the basic fundamentals when they got to 16. And it just seemed like that all that went out the window and they just became soulless as a, as a game. So when you can't really, like it became more of a street ball game anyway. I'm like, yeah, that's it- why people start, clamoring for like nba street uh, revamp or stuff like that it's like look okay you may live into a street basketball game all right just turn into nba street now come up with an nba product that's going to be for the basketball heads that's going to include the men and the women that's going to include and it's going to feature the same type of like player interactions that i think people liked about live over 2k and also preach those fundamentals as far as how plays work interaction get rid of that damn weapon wheel uh, I, think, I, I think the thing about and, that oh go ahead, go ahead and, finish. and get rid of that uh, weapon wheel play call system and then from there just focus just expand upon the fundamentals that you started with ball tangibility uh player movement interactions uh physics uh shooting mechanics i'm like i they can keep the shooting mechanics the way they are. I know they try to bridge into what 2K was doing by adding in the, uh, the the right analog, but they keep the shooting mechanics the same way. It's just that they have to stick to the script here. That it, for me to say about an EA product, they have to stick to the script of what they what they first uh, had planned instead of just sticking with it up until a certain point and then going away from it. Right. I, I mean, I think, I think at the end of the day, like when you say about um, them sticking to their game plan, cause they had a lot of ideas that actually work, especially in 15, the play calling in 15 was actually legit. And on top of that, they just, they just don't know what they want to do with their game. And that, that's the reason why the things the way they are, you know, when you really look at the whole scheme of things. And I, I just think that, for them to do, they're gonna to have to revamp everything, revamp absolutely everything, 
And I, I mean, I, I mean, that's just how the way it's going to be because it, it can't come out on the PlayStation Five with the same looking type, the t- same type of gameplay and and or the same type of structure. It's just not going to work. I'm gonna go get my son another bottle because he uh, oh goodness, but he is hungry. He's probably just sleepy. But let me go get him a bottle. I'll be right back. Give me two seconds. Okay. All right. So come on, baby. Look, looking at Young Noble's uh, comment here. It says EA is just a shit show these days. I have no faith in them focusing on good games anymore. It's you. You kind of with a Young Noble. What I've have noticed over the years is that there's two sides to EA. Obviously, there's the when it comes to their sports games, I kind of divvy up between what, what games are made by EA Orlando versus the ones made by EA Canada. Now, live used to be an EA Canada game until EA Canada, I guess, lost some of their developers that were making the basketball game, and eventually they failed with Elite. And then, you know, after that, it switched over to EA Orlando, but for the most part. When you look at FIFA until FIFA 20 and in, a, in the NHL series and also I believe the UFC series, they've actually fared better than their Orlando counterparts. So it's just understanding that for some reason EA Canada is being allowed to have this flexibility on how they were able to make the game versus uh, you know Madden. NBA Live. And that's why I always chime in whenever there's a change made. It's not necessarily the fans crying about it. It's the suit stepping in like, hey, we want this game to come out because we want to make money. Versus so, EA Canada doesn't seem like they have that overhead over them. No, nah, NBA Live, I don't think Live has that overhead like Madden does. I think with Madden, Madden is very particular. with that. I mean, the people over there had a real particular about their game. That's not just the suits. The NFL is actually really particular about what they want in their games. Well, I that's mean, what I mean by suits. It's not necessarily EA suits. Right, right. I'm just saying there's more overhead over EA Orlando than there is over EA Canada. That w- I was explaining why it seems like there's a difference in the type of gameplay that you see out of EA Canada products versus EA Orlando. That's the way I've been seeing it. Right, right. No, I mean, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, um, if they have to, you know, just flip things around, they should be able to. Um, suits just need to get in line. I think at the end of the day, to be, oh, well, I can say at the end of the day, but I think honestly, I think the suits at EA are actually wanting live to flip around. That's why you don't see a game out. Um, I think the suits are probably way more involved with NBA Live than we know because if the game was actually, you know, a moneymaker to them, you know, they'll just throw it out there. I think they're real particular about it because of the quality is not that good. Uh, I, I would like to see them put something out. Personally, I think NBA Live or EA Basketball in general should just go straight street ball. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't think they're... I think they burnt too many bridges when it comes to uh, just trying to put out the NBA Live product because the name itself has tarnished what was left of that prestigious name. When people think of NBA Live, they're like, yeah, I don't want no parts of that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, they, and, and they, might, they may not even look at the game. The game might be legit, 
but the name itself has burnt so many people with all these cancellations. They're like, I don't, I don't want to see what they got. You know, it's funny. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Comcast when with uh, what was it Infinity that they use as their name for their cable and their now their phone service and their uh, internet. Right. They, when they because people because the customer service of Comcast sucks to, even to this day, and you know I remember I I remember saying this in a previous podcast, but. I remember doing door to door for them for like maybe one week and I said Comcast and people were like, Oh, oh, that mm-mm. Right. So, and versus if I said infinity, some people would catch on and be like, That's Comcast, right? And unfortunately I, I would have to say, Yeah, yeah, that's Comcast. Oh no, no, no. But some people if I said infinity, it was like, Oh, okay, well, let's talk about it. Well, I mean, it's all about name recognition at the end of the day. When you start mm-hmm. to look at when you start looking at live, that's why I was trying to tell some of the people who still love NBA Live. I'm like, look, it's gotten to the point where no matter what they do, they could put out a great game. But if it's called NBA Live, you're going to alienate a lot of people who just don't want to look at the game regardless. And even if the game does look good, they don't trust the name of NBA Live. So they may need to change the name again. You know, and I think that's that's another problem that they're going to have to deal with if they come out with a game for the next, you know, the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, even if they do make a good game, you know, there's going to be a, uh, you know, they're going to be a, uh, a clamor for some form of microtransactions and they're going to try to go for some of that money, but that's going to be a turnoff to some people because they don't want anything to do with microtransactions. Yeah. Well, that's EA for you. They're going to try to sneak it in some, somehow. No, I, uh, I just, no, I don't even think it's that. I think the EA has dug themselves in a grave to the point where, when you see um, Madden doing certain things, and you see what NBA 2K is doing, even MLB to show what they're doing right now, um, you're gonna have a small group of people asking for stuff like that, and EA is gonna be putting all they're gonna be putting the pigeonhole to say no, they can't, but they're always looking for greed. So they may have some people gonna probably force their hand to put it in there, you know. It's just, I don't know. It's just it, there. There is it's so convoluted because even if they don't have microtransactions, the only way they'll live, the only way they'll live without it, is they're gonna have to be, you know, everything will have to be earned through gameplay, and it has to be earned through fairly easy. Like mm-hmm. people have to earn. That's the only way they'll live. Live, but other than that, we're talking about EA here. They don't. Is either all or none with them. So um, I, I, I don't know what what to say about that overall. It, it's just so many things that goes in different places when it comes to that. Um, let's see. Young Noble. I can't hit the button right now. My son is on me. Uh, let's see. Young Noble said, you see the latest bullshit rumors on 2K rumors on Twitter? I'm really not. Got, yeah, yeah, I'm I really, not I really, yeah. I really don't care about what's going on on Twitter. Just give me the game. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, it's it's funny that NBA Live just hasn't said anything on Twitter, and I know it sounds kind of contradictory, but we don't care what necessarily live or any what pretty much any game says on Twitter at this point. We mm-hmm. just want the product. And um, then also to answer that, his other question, he says, "Isn't the show going to be at Xbox this year?" No, no, it's next year. No, yeah, X, yeah. The show's gonna be on Xbox, possibly switching PC next year. It's gonna be uh, MLB the Show twenty twenty one, 
is going to be the games that's going to be on different consoles. Quayface, what's going on? I appreciate you coming through. Um, yeah, tell people to hit the like button. I agree. No, nah, it's just, you know, I mean, well, shoot, Hard Eight put a tutorial on. I hit the like button. That, yeah, that is that. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch the video, but the fact that he did it, right? Yeah, that's, that's I'll, sad that people, I'm like, our audience is good at hitting the like button and we have a good ratio as far as, so we're good on that here, just making this clear before I make this next statement. But people really do have a hard time hitting the like button. Like they just sit and watch. I'm like, they may not, it may or may not give you a super chat or whatever, but they don't hit but, the like button. But the thing about like. it is it, it's anonymous, so it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like, but still, it's just like it's a gauge on whether the show is going well or not. And yeah, well, it's a statistic at the end of the day. No, it doesn't the, give you the full story, but come on. But if, I mean, if, the, if you like something, you, you'll express it. You don't I, just keep it to yourself. I, I think the thing about it is when you do hit the like, and a lot of people may not know this, when you do hit the like button, hell, even when you hit the dislike button, it garners engagement. And engagement puts a, a video in more people recommendation recommended lists so mm -hmm. when they watch something if it has a handful of likes and or dislikes um it will show up in the recommended list so more people will watch or they'll tend to click on it if it's recommended to them but if it don't have i mean some things can have a lot of views but if it don't have the likes to, to match or any type of rating to match you maybe won't even see it so mm -hmm. I mean I've learned that, and I mean I don't really ask to like hit the like button, but you know every now and then lately I've been doing that, and you know it's just this is it is what it is. I mean, but uh, nevertheless, when we look at uh, um, NBA Live, I mean, what modes do you really think they need to actually survive, or do they have all the modes already? What do you think? Well, if they had the if they had all the modes working correctly then they wouldn't be in this situation i feel like they it's not even just the modes it's the fact that there were certain aspects of the mode that they just like injuries like let me look at let's just focus on injuries the fact that's, that yeah, I about to say, that's, them, not, that's, that's not even a mode that's just you can have injuries and play now and they don't even the, have that the fact that well they they had it but they, they that that came late in 19 cycle that came in like yeah. the second half it was like the second the half it was like second half and i'm just around. like you went without player injuries for 14 15 16 there was no 17 but that's still another year without injuries uh 18 uh 19 and then you're still continuing to and then the second half of 19 they finally put in injuries but even so the women weren't getting hurt so you still kind of half-assed it so it's just like it took you that long to put at something that's the standard of any game that's supposed to portray real life it, yeah that's that that is a fault that is a failure of development i know the developers they do work but that's that's a fail i'm gonna call it as i see it that is a outright fail on development i can't pull this um i can't pull this uh quote but dj oh there it is right there as soon as i said the dj 313 he mm -hmm. says that live needs to get legend teams i totally agree i agree they need to have legend teams <laughs> Um, I think well, they also I also think they need to get um more 
they need to add a little bit more history into their game outside of just legend teams. I think they they have a they have an opportunity to, to one up two K in that department because two uh... K just give you the teams. Live can give you backgrounds to certain teams, certain um, uh, what you call it, certain series, some legendary series that happen in the playoffs, certain teams that their legendary runs. Like there can be a backdrop to just more than just putting the teams on there. Mm. Um, that's something that two K. It could have done, but they haven't. And that's another thing. 2K has been actually good on when, like, with 2K5, when they had the legendary teams on that, they actually had background a certain, like, like they had a situation mode. Like, when you play, the, you get to relive a situation and you learn about that team or whatever. So it's, it, it, it's something that could be done more to it. But it's not even necessarily trying to one-up 2K. It's just something that you can do that's necessarily unique to your game. And they, they well, don't do that. To tell you the truth, if they if they want if they wanted to go that route, the one thing that they must have is the historical teams playbook. There you go. Because you, go. you can just have the teams out there, but if they're running all the three point type of plays that you're seeing being right. ran in today's NBA, it's yeah, like, gonna make like, no like, sense. Yeah, you and don't then want, also, you don't you don't want to have the ninety five Houston Rockets playing like the 2019, 2020 Houston Rockets. Right. And then on top of that, one thing that two K did and then they wanted to take it out is the type of broadcast quality uh the 90s games versus the 80s games right uh, there you the go rule, rule sets and stuff like see, that not, see you now you're thinking yeah. now so you're now, thinking there yeah you, you got to bring out like if you have like the like the the if you want to reenact like the lakers versus celtics uh right. nba final series right. you got to be able to you got to be able to have the rules implementations uh where like you couldn't play zone and stuff like I'm like they're gonna have to go they're gonna have to dig deep right right to See, really that, that's what i was thinking i was thinking on that level when i was saying mm-hmm. they had to one up the legend teams it's like mm-hmm. you just can't just put them on there and just be like okay you know what I'm saying? It's like you you see what Live did. I mean, Live did when they had the WNBA teams. You know, mm-hmm. 2K they did the same thing, but they won up them on it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you you can't just do what they do. You have to do something to pull them in. And it's like Live. You know, it's just so many things that they have to do. Like Ravens Nation right here said, Live felt more incomplete than 2K8. And that and see that's almost an accurate statement, even though that Live had pretty much all the modes. That you were one in a sports game, two K eight didn't. You uh, know least, what I mean? At least two K eight had injuries, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, so it's like you know they, they it's it's a lot of things they have to do. Can and will they reclaim a market share? Um, it would be pop- a slow build if it, they're able to. It's basically like how it was in twenty thirteen. They said that it was going to be a slow build from twenty fourteen to what we have now. You see how slow that is. You know, now mm-hmm. they got to slow build it again. This is another reason why I said that live cannot come out with their game as the name NBA Live. It they just can't. It, it's it's almost a death sentence. They have to rebrand the name. They have they have to rebrand the game. And the and the thing and on also on top of that, they're going to be playing from behind. Just like even though Madden, there's no competition. They are literally behind the ball when it comes to like where sports games should be at. Like where sports games should be at is where 2K and MLB the show are at right now. I'm like, yeah. like I said, more so NBA 2K. 
because, you know, even MLB is struggling with the whole expansion team thing. I know a lot of people have been clamoring for a franchise mode to have expansion teams, create a stadium, stuff like that, all the customizable stuff that my league has. That's why I always, every single year, say my league or bust. Yeah. Pretty like much. That. I mean, right now, yeah. that's the standard of, I mean, as far as franchise modes, but that's the standard as far as what depth is all about in in a certain mode. Yeah. In any given I agree. Mode. I totally agree. I mean, they, they, their franchise mode is like the best out of all of them. MLB, the show is not bad, but just my league just blows them away. And, and Madden still has some catching up to do them themselves because I like, I, I, I still play, I still play Madden 08. And the shit, the stuff, well, the shit they got in their game is like, why is this stuff taken out? Why you can't hold out? Why people can't request trades? Why the morale is actually a factor in, in Madden 08, but not Madden 20? And, and why aren't there personalities in the game? Right. Like, in they have, at all. Like, they, they, they have it as far as, like, you know, uh, leader, team player. I those, right. those are like buried underneath. Like, I mean, they like in Madden 08, you literally have a team distraction trait. You know what I'm saying? Like a player could be a team distraction, and and everybody that plays under that around him or playing that same position, their their morale and ratings will go down if that player is on the field or if he's starting. It's like why. What what's wrong with Madden Twenty? Why they can't have like team distraction, team leader, franchise QB? Um, I mean, and I'm not talking about just like these X factors. I'm talking about just basic stuff that 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 gives you a personality. Why they can't have you know a bulldozer uh, offensive tackle or a bull rush defensive end? I mean, they have like these X factors, and Madden does make everything like super OP. You know, you know, I I just don't understand how. An old game with old tech has it there, but a brand new game with new tech don't. I don't get yeah. it. And that's another thing. Just to speak on Madden real quick, they definitely have to cut back on the X factors. That you know, it's at a point where it's just like the game can only function if a player has an ability or an X factor. I know right. it's meant to differentiate the players, but not to give them basic commands. Come on, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I put it on Twitter earlier. I got a new Vizio TV. Well, I ain't gonna say it's new. A guy was about to throw his little Vizio out. It's mm-hmm. like a 32 inch TV. And I said, look, I'll take it. Let me get that off your shoulders. And I looked at the back of it and the back got all the inputs I need for my original Xbox. So I'm gonna be able to actually stream in pretty good quality now. It's gonna be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But now I can actually show people like really the traits that are in Madden 08. You know what I'm saying? I can show all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's amazing where this X Factor stuff in Madden 20. Yeah, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not knocking it. But when you have a player that morale is low because you have a, a strong safety that's a team distraction, the free safety you don't want to play with them, his morale is low and he's requesting a hold out of trade. That that's type of stuff that you want in a franchise mode. It was there what what 2007 when Madden 8 came out? Mm-hmm. That's thirteen. That's thirteen years ago. What what are we doing? 
and you know, and you said this earlier about player regression, not just player regression, like at the end of the season, but during the season, there's no, there's no penalty for having bad games. I'm like the right now in Madden, the only penalty is that maybe your morale goes on, but there's things in the game, like with the cornerbacks that keep that from happening because the whole pass is defended. The whole catches uh, made on that corner is still broken. Right. So you'll you'll always see your corners wind up having they they only lose morale if basically the team loses uh, stuff like that. But the team wins, then they're gonna have a morale boost of like plus two or three almost every game. I've seen, so, I've literally seen attributes change mid in the middle of a game on NCAA 08 and Madden 08. Well, like, yeah. That that actually was up until what Madden what was the last that really featured that uh, feature. There was dynamic player development, right? What it was the name like, of it. Yeah, I can't it was remember. The Madden was Madden Twelve. Though. Yeah, That's you're the last right. Time it was, it was really Madden, prominent. It was in Madden Twelve, and on top of that, um, there were some players that. Uh, no, that was another Madden. Never mind. But no, you're right though. Like the Madden regression, and it, it actually happened not just like in. Just not 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 necessarily throughout the week, but it sometimes it happened in game. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like because people's traits would change. Like they would go from like poised to like you know panic and rattled. Like that. Yeah, and that would affect how they would play. Versus now, their traits are stuck. Like if somebody and- was like if somebody was rattled and the crowd was too loud, they cannot hear the play because they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't have that no more. And, and, and I mean, we just go back with live. Like, 2K has had these little bad, not necessarily badges, but they had these traits in 2K back in the PS3 era. And I know, um, I know NBA Elite has it. Um, it was another live that had it too. I know Live 07 back on the PS2 original Xbox had there. But that's another thing. Live 06 and Live 07, they had, uh, I know 07 for sure, they had mm-hmm. traits. Or they had the same type of like weapons mechanic like they had in, in Madden 08. Mm-hmm. Like they had like certain people who could do certain layups. Some people were like a power dunker. Some people were just like a playmaker. They had mm-hmm. all these different traits in Live. You don't even see those now. Like they have them like little badges now. They put in Live 18 and 19, but it's not the same because you can assign those like a loadout, like it's a Call of Duty game or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like natural. And it's just I don't understand. It's like it, it's it's really, it's really disheartening. Like the better the games look, the less quality that goes out the window. Especially like like Young Noble was saying earlier, when it comes to the EA games, he like he has no faith in them, and I, and I, I get it. You know, I mean, this is not this is not an episode to to to, to cape for NBA Live or anything like that. We just want to know can they reclaim a market share because we're going into another uh, consoles generation where. For all intents and purposes, we had one basketball game this entire generation. Regardless of what you say about live 14, 15, 7, I mean, you know, 16, 19, and 18, we 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 basically had like one game this entire generation. That was 2K. You know, outside of live 15 was that's my favorite live. And, and to be honest, not to you know be you know funny or whatever, but live 15 was probably my favorite basketball game this particular generation. You know, that's over 2K19, you know, but in some ways it is. But it's, it's just a shame that 
I like the fact that what Live did with 15, they had something to really build on, and they tore it down with 16, and it hasn't been the same since. Mm. Uh, I, I just don't know where it goes. You know, it's do Live even come out for the PS5 or the Xbox Series? You know, it's, they're it's, they're they're back at that same point they were at the beginning of this generation. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that was not. I, I'm sure that was not intended. But because they lost their focus, they're right back to square one. So they're gonna have to start at square one again. They're gonna, they, they literally, they literally yeah. went full circle. Yeah, <laughs> they literally went full circle, which we would have thought when you saw. Honestly, when I saw live fourteen, even hell, even when I saw fifteen and sixteen, I, I honestly thought they were done for. I thought it was going to because after you know, live fifteen was pushed back. Yeah, that was delayed. 16 came out on time, but you saw what happened with that. I mean, even prior to release, the Avatar situation was just abysmal. 17 never came out. You know, it's it's like now 20 hasn't come out. It's I, I I'm surprised that they, they they're still talking about possibly putting out a game, honestly. And if they do, they can't use the live name. There's no way. Right. They they, they use NBA Live 21 on the day. Nobody's buying that game. Yeah, because the, the, even the, if he, at the end of the day, the sales numbers on that game dropped <laughs> each yeah. year. So yeah, I think yeah. they was barely pushing a hundred thousand copies. Yeah, that's and that's, mind that's, you now, APF did four hundred thousand. So that mm-hmm. just tells you that just tells you what's going on here. Tadal said, "If live comes out on next gen, you, I will make it a street game." Yep. Why that's not? Like, that's they already established it as a street, but people are still still playing the online street mode. So you might. I'm going to tell you. It. I'm going to tell you right now what they should do. Honestly, not only did they make an NBA Street, why mm-hmm. don't they? Why don't they update NBA Jam because NBA Jam is still popular. Well, the one on the 360 because a lot of people still play it on the Xbox One because it's backwards compatible. Why don't they just upgrade that game with the players now? Just 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 put both of those out or just put two and one out. Put street and NBA Jam in one package and just have at it. I mean, because NBA Jam and NBA Street are technically two different games. Mm-hmm. NBA Jam is a little more over the top than NBA actual NBA Street. And NBA Street, a lot of people don't realize, but NBA Street does have some sim tactics to it. It has some sim gameplay to it. You know, so it's just it actually will be a win-win. I just they I just don't think they can survive in a full-on sim uh, atmosphere uh, of basketball at this point. Oh, and just to start the transition away from the uh, the the live topic of just ask this random question with the release of uh, the Division Two uh, Warlords in New York. Has anybody in the chat been playing it, and how do you guys like it so far? Because I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Man, I just haven't had time to be off the plant, man. It sucks. I'll probably play it this weekend. I'm off the next five days. When I, man, when you I, have it on PC, right? Yeah. Okay. When I, I wish um, it was cross-platform. That game needs to be cross-platform. Like I, I, I think I think that's a Ubisoft thing. Because you're, cause I play well, yeah. On. Yeah. They, they, I, I would, well, whatever the case, but yeah. That game needs to be cross-platform. Like, yeah, now. I mean, because it's a very good co-op game. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. I, I'm not spoiling the, one of the boss fights, but man, whoever made that boss fight, their mom's a hoe. <laughs> and I tweeted that earlier because it brought out the worst, my biggest weakness in all first-person shooter games. I'm not gonna say what that is. 
because that uh, would spoil the boss fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to play that game with the MKB, man. I, I needed a controller. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it, you know, I even on PC, I played with the controller. I, I just... Yeah, I can't, I, I, can't, I can't play that with MKB. I'm sorry. I'm like, third, third, third person games, I can't play with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I'm at an advanced stage in my life where... I don't have the patience to learn mouse and keyboard. Really? Not saying that I can't. I've tried it, but I feel like I've gotten you, past the, you, the I'm patience. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what zone to do for that. I'm gonna tell you what to do. To be honest with you, if you wanna, le- if you really wanna learn mouse and keyboard, go get Doom 2016 and play with it with the mouse and keyboard. Trust me, that 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 game is one of the best games to learn mouse and keyboard. That's how I, that and Insurgency. But I played with Insurgency in Battlefield 4, but Doom, Doom 16 actually helped me get really good at mouse and keyboard. It, it I mean, it's very user-friendly when it comes to mouse and keyboard. I highly recommend it. That just for the people who are interested. If you're interested in learning to play a mouse and keyboard, get Doom 2016. You won't even hell put it on easy mode if you want to, but just just to learn mouse and keyboard. Trust me, once you learn it, I mean it it's you 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 ain't gonna want to go back when it comes to first person shooters. I promise you. It it's it's like it's a new it's a new thing. Um, let's look at some of the people in the chat. Uh, Tadal said, said he hasn't played it. Um, uh, Ravens Nation asked did they refi- they fix the repetitive missions and bullet sponges. Bullet sponges are not that bad. They're actually better than I thought it'd be. I haven't played Division One though. But it is actually not that you bad. Know, and, you know, and the missions are pretty good. I don't have you, an issue with them. Let me let me address that because people really over they overindulged in that whole bullet. I'm like, yeah, what they did different in division two and they did in division one is it 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 does have a little bit to do with the bullet sponge, but it's the fact that the, the characters didn't react to when they got shot. I'm like, they took, in each game, it takes quite a bit of uh, bullets to put down to put down uh, the enemy. But the first division, they literally walked through those bullets. I'm like, whether you were hitting them, whether they were armored, and there, and there was no rationale for why they were taking so many bullets. Division two, pretty much, they give you a rationale while why some people take as many bullets as they do and they actually physically react to certain shots like if you if you're able to aim for a headshot you you'll maximize your kills in either right, one yeah, yeah absolutely that because i was pulling headshots and headshots from a sniper rifle uh <laughs> had to catch myself there uh in the first division and they were one shot kills so but Division Two is going to require more dexterity of the player because the factions don't all react the same way. And plus, they, you know, coming in if you're coming into it late in the cycle, the AI is way better now in Division Two than it was when it came out day one. And especially they've they've cleaned up the UI a little bit. Um, let's see. The game is more meant for the end game yeah. portion of it, where it becomes wide open, where it right. literally becomes wide open. Like you can patrol the streets. They'll have like a there's a new there's a fourth faction that comes into play. There's a mysterious fifth that pops up 
during certain times of the day. And, and of course, you have your PvP missions, your PvE missions, and then you have your raids and stuff like that. So it's, if you're just looking at it just based on the single-player aspect, it's going to get repetitive no matter what game you get. But when it comes to like all the extra stuff, um, yeah, you'll have a lot to to deal with. All right, I got one more thing before we go to the XFL picks or whatever. Honestly, at the end of the day, what what is the main thing? I mean, what is the main thing NBA Live needs to do just to get on next generation consoles and be respected? They need to focus on the details. They need to focus on the little things that they were supposed to be focused on in the beginning. It basically is a reset. Just hit reset. Uh, a, a real reset. Yes, a real reset. Remember what the focus was when you started out this current gen and 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 stick to it this time. You know, stick to the fundamentals of basketball. Stick to ball tangibility being the key because that was the main thing they talked about that the ball was his own entity and then yep. they went away from it. What was that thing called they did? Uh, ball bounce tech? Yeah, bounce tech. Yeah, yeah. But like no one talked like they never talked about bounce tech after live 14. Yeah, you're right. It just went away. So you are exactly right. Um so let's go ahead and jump on these XFL picks. Hey, how and, many people and, and also ahead. first big news uh from DC, they actually waived Matt Elam. That's what I was responding to just earlier. Um, really? I'm actually shocked by that and I'm not liking how that happened because hmm. Matt Elam was their one of their top DBs and they just waved them. Something's oh, wow. going, yeah. I think, I think D- DC is collapsing. I'm like, those two road games, just the preview, those two road games are very telling of that team. Well, I mean, mm. yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Let's look at XFL. You know, we can we can get into more into that. Uh, mm. Let's let's blow this up a little bit. That's yeah, good this, right there. This was a bad week. Yeah, me. I think you went two and two. I don't know what I went. I just I just put the totals. Because I know right you. Here. I know we both won the Seattle game. I mean, not the Seattle, well, the St. Louis. Yeah, game. Yeah, I went. I went two and two. I went two and two. I'm looking at it. Yeah, because right you won the uh, the Houston game. Because I was I picked the opposite. But yeah, it was a bad week. All right, let's look at this. L.A. Wildcats and NY Guardians. Who saw this coming? Um, close game. Not too bad. Uh, let's see if we can pull some stats up right here. Uh, XFL Live stats. All right, we got uh, Johnson went 25 for 40 for 325. Two touchdowns, one pick. He did. He put up some pretty good numbers. Uh, t- McBride went for eight catches for 127. Uh... Let's see. Nobody was running the ball at all. Luis Perez has his had his debut. Eighteen. Yeah, 26. Perez. Perez was looking looking way better, more poised than than McGloin. McGloin has shown in the first few weeks. So that I I think that works for, and that actually may uh, work in their favor once they hit another road game. Because remember, it was their road games that New York collapsed. Right. Right. He went 18 for 26 for 150. I don't see anything on there in that standing out. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people had a bunch of catches between the 34 and 11 yards. Um, Victor did run for 82 yards, which is pretty decent. Um, 
like I said, I, I don't see anything on this game. It's just like a basic game. Um, I got this one. No, did no. We both got this one wrong. <laughs> yeah, because for some reason, it's like the Wildcats coming off the game against DC. They look like they had something going. Like they finally turned it around, but it just seemed like they were still having the communication issues. Uh, they got called for twelve men on the field multiple times again, and I don't know why that is. And and the Guardians were actually running a more up tempo than what the XFL was uh, doing. So I think that's why the Wildcats got caught with twelve men on the field, and it was just stupid little things that caused the Wildcats in the end. Right, right. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to watch too much of this one because I was at work, but uh, I'm, I'm just surprised that New York did win because I, I L.A. was pretty much on a roll for a minute, so I thought they actually was going to pull this off because New York was just slumping. Um, Seattle and St. Louis, 16-23. Dragons uh, fall short to my Battle Hawks. B.J. Daniels actually got a chance to play, went 50% of his passes, threw for 100 yards, one touchdown, one pick. He yeah, actually... He- he actually ran for 84 yards as well. Yeah, he provided a spark for Seattle, but they figured him out real quick. Yeah. Um, St. Louis is just a – to me, I still feel that they're the best team overall. They're just the most complete team. They, they, they do pretty good on offense. They have a pretty good defense. The running mm-hmm. game is there. Even the special team's too good. Yeah. So I, I'm actually, like, surprised at what they have here. Um, uh, Tiamu – 20 for 27, 264, one touchdown, no picks. He also ran for 63 yards. It's kind of weird you see this a lot in the XFL. A lot of their quarterbacks are actually the leading rushers as well. So I've noticed that a lot as well. Um, Christine Michael, he ran for 27. And that's nothing. I'm not even talking about Matt Jones. He, he didn't do anything either. A mm. um, couple of good players, uh, a couple of good numbers by Pierce, Pearson L. Five catches for 71 yards, one touchdown. So. Um, Seattle put up a pretty good fight, but you know, St. Louis wins again. And uh, you got anything to add with this one? Nah, I really don't have much to add. It was like we both got this game right. Uh, for me, it was the only game I got right this this past week. So, um, yeah, let's go for <laughs> St. Louis. They really have separate themselves in their half of the, of the of the division not their half of the division but they've separated themselves from dc like big time yeah we're going to get to them in a few yeah because that that's a developing i think it's a little bit more going on in dc than i than i than not after that last week's drumming well right. there's more all right we got uh houston playing against dallas houston finding a way to win uh Pretty good game by Houston. Let's see if I can pull up their stats because I don't see them. They don't have their stats on there. Oh, no, that's right. There. I'm looking at I'm looking at the wrong thing. All right, P.J. Walker with 25-41, I mean, sorry, 239, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, Jolly which, has, is, which is a down week for him. Yeah, actually it is. It's a down week. He was still He's still very efficient. He made the plays when he needed to make the plays, but this was a down week stat wise. But this was supposed to be a tough game for Houston yeah. anyway. This was like the first test, not yeah. the first test, but like you know, this was the Texas shootout. So yeah, because I because I, I I said easily, I said, look, Dallas can run the ball, and if they can run the ball and keep PJ Walker on the sideline, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it it wasn't much of that. 
um, for the most part, it was more that Landry Jones actually played pretty good for the in the beginning of the game. Well, oh, no, he no didn't. Way. No, he didn't. No, I take yeah. that back. I take that back. Yeah. I take that back. I take that back. It wasn't that at all. I don't know how they stayed close in the game because he threw three picks. I was about to say he threw three touchdowns, but no, he didn't. He threw three mm-hmm. picks and he b- busted his knee. I don't know if he tore the ACL. I haven't heard anything about that, but it looked it looked that bad. Yeah, and it's the it's the knee that's that. I think it's the same knee he hurt it before the season started. So because it's the one with the brace on it, right? He and you gotta man- think about it when you come out of retirement and you get hurt right out the gate. The rest of the season, if he were to come back, he's going to be thinking about uh, this may be his only season in the XFL. Yeah, it could be. That. It could be. It could be. Um, actually, to be honest, mm-hmm. it wasn't because of Landry Jones or the running game. The defense actually played pretty decent against Houston. And not only that, Houston's defense is, is starting to show their colors. Like, they almost gave up a game when they played against St. Louis – and now you got this Dallas game. Now we're looking at a situation where can Houston continue just to find ways to win? Because um, nevertheless, I still think they're the world beaters. I think they're still the top team in the XFL. They but should check, be, they should be okay. But when playoff time comes, your defense is just going to have to step up. But check this out. Wasn't in 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 this game there was that final play that uh, <laughs> man. Wasn't that the hook and ladder play that he ran all the way back? But it was no, 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 no. There, it wasn't the final play, but it was um, what was it? They were Dallas was actually right there on the I think two yard line, and they did a like a, a wide receiver screen, did like a smoke screen, uh-huh. and the receiver it, it went off his hands and into a Houston linebacker's uh hands for an interception. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, what's the name is on? I think he's on here for an interception as well, unless they unless they called it a fumble. But yeah, I don't. Was it this game? I, I don't know. Looking on the defense. Um, you said Brown had no. Yeah, Brown had an interception and Nichols had two. Yeah, so they, so I think it was because it was land. At, I don't know if it was Langey Jones that threw it or if it was Nelson that threw it, but I don't know. It says Nelson doesn't have a recorded interception, so. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. Um, but Houston finds a way to win. They did do it. They did what they're yep. supposed to do. It was kind of sloppy, but they're still mm-hmm. undefeated. So and we'll see what happens on Thursday when we talk about the picks for the following week. All right, DJ. Let's talk about your DC defenders. What the hell happened? Yeah, it, it's a it's a collapse, a capital collapse. We're just going to say that. A, a collapse? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, this team is is. I'm like I'm not going to say it because New York appeared. Well, first of all, congratulations to Tampa Bay. You got your first victory, and you got it in convincing fashion. So you know, congratulations. But Jesus, I think being shut out. And then also the news that they just released their top DB oh, is yeah. that's not good. Is, and what I'm seeing, it's not good. I don't think what's the name, Pep Hamilton. I don't think he has the the confidence of one his quarterback mm-hmm. and calling the plays. I don't think he has the confidence. I don't know who's the defensive coordinator. I don't think. Uh, the DB, uh, the fact that Matt Elam, he, this man played in the NFL for a little bit, so and he was on the Ravens, and I, he was 
decent on the Ravens. I'm not going to say he would. I'm like, he should be back in the NFL, but you let go of an NFL caliber player one week, like a few days removed from your team getting shut out where your team defensively did nothing. Right. I'm like, why aren't you doing what the Wildcats did? Uh, what's the defensive coordinator doing? I seen in one play, we were in the, like the Vipers are in the red zone and we went, we did a safety blitz, both our safeties blitz on a play and it left everybody man to man, including a tight end who was being guarded by a linebacker who, you know, that's a mismatch almost all day in the NFL, in the NFL, XFL, the NCAA, you know, it's even Pop Warner. That's a, that's a mismatch. All right. <laughs> Man wound up being wide open for a touchdown. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, who, who, who calls a safety blitz inside the 20? And leads everybody man. Yeah, that, that's, that's a bad, that's a bad call. So let, let, yeah, let, let me tell you something right now. They're lucky this game was just twenty five nothing because I'm yeah, it could have been worse. Listen, I'm looking at these stats and I'm like, yo, these are Pop Warner stats on the DC defenders. And, and up, I, I look, I joked about the fact that uh, the Redskins suited up for this game instead of the DC defenders. But come on, this is yeah. Read the stats. It's you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got you got Cornell. You got well. I'm gonna start with DC. You got one guy over 50 yards in anything. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got Cornell. You got Jones throwing nine for 22, 72 yards, one pick. You have Pumphrey running for seven carries. You had Nick Percet. Is I think it's in Nick. Six carries for 12 yards. Oh, only ran the ball 13 13 times. Pumphrey also had three other touches in the passing game for 32 yards. So overall, you know, he had 30, I mean, he had 66 yards total uh, of offense. And that's, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the bulk of your offense. On the Tampa Bay side, you got two players that running over, you had two players that ran over hundred yards. And boy, and, did they, and, boy and did on, they run. Yeah. And on top of that, you got Cornelius 24 for 31, 77 completion percentage for 211. You you're lucky this game was like forty something with those type of stats. The stats will tell you that this is like a forty one to three game. See, I, let me see what what does they have. I wish they had time of possession totaled up on here. I don't really see. Yeah, I don't think they have it on here. Which is kind of crazy, but if you if you look at it, um, see a lot of DC uh, possessions. They have them individualized, but they don't. Have <laughs> yeah, they don't have the total. Yeah, but you know, okay, a minute fifty six, three eleven, five ten, one fifteen. I'm just reading off the um, the total for each possession that right. Washington had. None, only one over five minutes. Meanwhile, we go over to the other side. We have a four minute, four and a half minute that led to a punt. Six and a half. And, 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 in other words, in other words, Tampa the, had the ball. Tampa had the ball on one, two, three, four, five. Five different occasions they had it over four minutes. Even the, a, the, the most was a seven that led. And it's funny it led to a punt, but it was just uh oh, it was obtained by a punt. Oops, right? They, they ended in a field I, goal. I'm re, see, I'm still getting used to how they lay it out these stats because it's possession total and then obtained, and then they started at the ten. They kept it for seven minutes and twenty two seconds. Right, but and it, seventeen plays, ninety two yards, and, and it ended it, in a touchdown. And then you look at the oh, other field side. goal ended in a field. I'm saying, and you look at the other side. Mm-hmm. You got only one 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 possession that was over five minutes, and the other one was only three minutes. That you don't win football games like that, and win. you look at the result: punt, yeah. punt, fumble, punt, punt, punt intercept, 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 punt, punt, punt. punt. Yeah. 
You don't win games like that. You just can't. So, I mean, we're going to look at uh, the following week and um, just get a quick preview to what's going on next week. You can keep talking. Go ahead. You're good. Yeah, because to me, it's just like what – to me, it's it's like, okay, what were you doing at home that you're not doing on the road? I know sometimes the road – I don't underestimate – the difference when you're playing at home versus on the road. We have two teams that have pretty much shown that they're a home body. They 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 play well at home and crappy on the road. But I'm like, we've seen the New York Guardians get shut out by the defenders, and then we've seen the defenders get shut out by the Vipers on the road. So what's going on to the point to where like what play calling changed? Like, cause I'm not seeing any of the play calls that Washington or D.C. was calling, I don't see any of those play calls on the road that I saw in the home games. They they had, they had didn't get to the point where they could throw a, a trick play in there. They weren't rolling out uh, Cardell Jones. They were relying heavily on the pass. They were relying right. heavily on Cardell Jones. And I have to say it, there's a reason why Cardell Jones is not in the NFL. Well, and, and we're starting to see, and we're starting to see that you can't totally rely on Cardell Jones passing the ball ninety percent of the game. You got to yeah, have a run I, game of some I, type, I, I, whether I it's your quarterback that, that, or whatever. That, I think in that sense, I think you're right about that. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. I do agree. Um, week five, just a quick preview. We got the Seattle Dragons playing the Roughnecks. We got the Guardians playing Dallas. The Battlehawks play the Defenders. That's going to be a good one. And the uh, Vipers playing the Wildcats. You know what? That Vipers Wildcats game is going to be a really good one. Mm. I got a feeling that's going to be a. Re- I would not be surprised if that's the game of the week. And I, I'm, I'm serious about that. I know Seattle. I mean, not Seattle. I know the Battlehawks and Defenders. The Defenders. If the Defenders step up and play their game, that can be a really good one. But something's telling me that the, the the Vipers and Wildcats game is going to be the most exciting one. But we'll come up with our picks on Thursday. As of right now, mm-hmm. uh, after week four, I am nine and seven. DJ is one game ahead of me at ten and six. And mm-hmm. Bills hasn't made a pick in a in a, uh, two of the four weeks. I don't think. Nope. And he's five and three. Shout out to Bills, man. Um, <laughs> anything else you got, man? Before we close it out, because I don't, I don't have anything else. Like I said, there's a couple topics, but I want to get more information. Well, there's one that that actually popped up, and that was uh, Spike Lee. What about him? The, oh, you didn't hear about the situation where they all they tried to escort him out the uh, Madison Whoa, Square Garden? What? <laughs> no. Yes, they did. Why? No. Yeah. What the hell? What? What is James Dolan doing, man? Uh, apparently they they changed some procedure and how like you know certain fans enter because okay if you understand Madison Square Garden when you enter the facility you you have to go up a few floors before you actually get to the the actual basketball floor uh-huh. and Spike Lee said that he normally comes in he's been a fan obviously he's been paying I think the total is third thir- was it. He's been playing, paying three hundred thousand per season, thirty million for whatever, uh, for these tickets, uh, to have front row seats for the next. He normally enters on like I think thirty, was it thirty third Street entrance? He normally comes in. Uh huh. And he was stopped in an elevator after he had already had his ticket scanned and whatnot. And they were telling him before he even got to the his seat, 
uh, like I said, they stopped them in the elevator. They were telling them that they needed to talk to them and they needed to escort them out the building. This is a goddamn shame. And the, the only reason I came across it because there was a video on Twitter that you could hear this exchange take place. And um, at first, I, I didn't take it seriously because, you know, we've seen a picture of Spike Lee sitting at courtside in a in game. Like, like I guess during the early portion, there weren't that many people there, but Spike Lee was in the, in the front row. But obviously, Spike Lee was on first take this morning, and he basically, word for word, was able to spit out what was said in that video. And they literally, like... Uh, I don't know. Right now, there was no explanation given. I know the Knicks have sent out a press release, and they are actually speaking against Spike Lee. So I don't get this whole. No, no, the, the, the Knicks got enough problems right now. The worst thing they, they can do is do anything to Spike Lee. That's the worst thing they can do right about yeah. now. Yeah, and, and it's funny because in that whole exchange that was on video, he was like, "What are you gonna do? Arrest me like Charles Oakley?" Oh God, <laughs> that's. And, and that's that that's that's what made it so bad for the Knicks because he referenced. I'm like, he, you didn't think that wasn't gonna be ignored? Be brought up, right? You yeah. And and I guess the change in policy was, and they didn't tell Spike because what happened was is that Spike used that same entrance to enter. There was a performance for uh, I think uh, I don't know for like a like a, a stage play for like public school kids or whatnot. And he used that same entrance. So between that Wednesday and between the day he went to see the Knicks, apparently they had changed the policy of which street because they wanted him to enter from the 31st street right. entrance instead of the 33rd street entrance. And yeah. And, and then Spike was smart. He was just like, they can't scan my ticket twice. Once my ticket scanned, you know, if I, if I, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, DJ, damn all that. Why are we scanning Spike Lee's ticket? Because everyone's tickets get scanned. DJ, that, that's, DJ, that's, DJ, that's procedure. DJ, I, I, I get DJ. I get it. That's procedure. Not, not, I, I get it. I get it. But let, let, let's be, let's be real right now. Spike Lee. This ain't that nothing. I, I get what you're saying. Everybody should get scared, but it's not everybody should. It's that's that's what they do when you go to like when you I go know, to I, games, I, they I scan know, your ticket. I, to... I, I I know that, but look who we're talking about here. It doesn't matter who we're talking see, about. See, see, and, and this is the problem with the Knicks have right now. Nobody's going to buy that. No, shit. no, no, no. But here, but here's the thing: is the issue is not the scanning of the ticket. He Spike Lee knows that once the ticket is scanned, they should know that what, too. No, that's you know, it's, that's, it's, it's, it's incompetence they, at this point. They, no, no, why do they need to scan this ticket to begin with? Because that's well, how I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, like, I'll say, like this why do they need to check his ticket to be scanned? Why do the, why are they doing that? Because every, he. he Okay. The if he got is, in, if he if, got in, obviously but, it was scam. But but that's not. But that's not. No, 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 no. That's what. That's what I'm saying. They they did. He had already had his ticket scanned before he entered. Right. Yeah. Right. There was incompetence. But apparently there was a. There's some internal issue that we have not. Yes, that we don't know about. Yeah, his name's uh, James outside. Dolan. We no no I'm I'm talking about the actual named reason other than the person. We know everyone knows James Dolan is the issue. Everyone knows that. It's just 
that the specific issue, like what does James Dolan want? What did James Dolan want to speak to Spike about? What did they want to speak to Spike about that they needed him to escort him off the elevator and back out that 33rd street entrance to the 31st entrance? This whole thing is stupid. It is, but the thing is, it got blown up because the New York Knicks made it worse than what it was. Yeah, rightfully so. It should get blown up. I mean, it's not like you're talking about your average, you know, New York Knicks watch, you know, fan. We're talking about Spike Lee here. It should be blown up. I'm Let me like, tell you something. When, when, it, it was bad enough when you had this situation with Charles Oakley. It, it, it's bad. But when, when you start messing with somebody like that, this is one of the quickest ways. I mean, it's already abysmal already. You just want to just dig your own, really dig your own grave as a Knicks organization as far as trying to get people to come to your games. That's one guy you might not want to handle like this right about now. Especially with, you know, you, you it's, it's almost equivalent to like, they're, they're like the Lakers messing with Jack Nicholas. What are we doing? Even if he went through one interest or another, all you had to do is pull him aside and say, hey, look, next time you need to go this way. To, to, to grab him up and escort him out? Come on, man. I mean, I can I get it if it was, and, and I'm not saying this because, you know, they should be privileged, but it comes a time when you have somebody who's been to your games this fucking long to know, like, all right, we're not going to cut him any slack, but we're just going to let him know what happened. Instead of doing all of this extra shit. So next time if he comes and do the same thing, now I can understand if they was to tell him to they, they'll escort him out. It's just it's just it's it's so unnecessary and like the organization of the Knicks do not need this type of issue. It, it's stupid. What why? I, it it makes it, you're not messing with you know James Stevens that come to your game like they come to like ten of your games every year. You're talking about Spike fucking Lee. This dude is everybody knows he's gonna be at your games, and even if he does come to your games through the wrong door, you can easily pull him aside and say, "Look, you need to do this, this, and this next time." But you're making a scene for what? Yeah, well, this just the Knicks being the Knicks and right. doing it, trying to get you know back to back scumbag owner of the year. So clearly, I mean, if it was like I said, if this was a regular fan, I would be like, "What the fan was a dumbass." Well, we wouldn't but, have heard about it. Y- y- you probably well, wouldn't have. You're right. No, I mean, you're right. We had you that one. Would've... No, that no, that one incident was was a regular fan. So uh, luckily, oh he was yeah, that, that's that's true too. That's true too. And, but, and it's funny because if this wasn't if the whole interaction with Spike wasn't recorded, then Nick's would probably have an equal footing in the in the he said she said, but we can't even say he said she said because we saw it. Spike reiterated on TV and there you go. We I just don't I, I just don't understand yeah. how this person gets this type of treatment. I, I just don't it's like you like the like the Billy Crystal um, if he got handled like this at, at, at a Clippers game or like, like mm-hmm. I said, Jack Nicholas at the Lakers, it's like, why? Of all people, you want to mess with that guy over something like this. It's not like he tried to, you know, group, a, uh, he tried to grope a woman in the stadium or something. Like he just went through the wrong door. Like, bro, stop. And the thing is, it's like, even Spike even talked about it. If you change the procedure, don't when you call especially and this is this is you where would we, definitely, the, you would definitely this, tell your season ticket holders. I yes. agree. The, that part, this is the part where you're like, okay, it is Spike Lee. 
let's let them know we did change something and but we didn't and now we're trying to you know catch them on the back end but it's already too late and we're still trying to force the situation yeah when the situation then becomes forced after the scanning his ticket was already scanned in and him saying well shoot i know the game once i leave the arena i can't go back because my ticket's already scanned so what it's a, just what, like what a, what a bunch of clowns it is incompetence like you said and but then at the same time it's it's double because it is spike lee you didn't even – he is a season ticket holder. He's one of your prominent season ticket holders. There is prioritization. You have your regular season ticket holders. Then you have your your priority season to- – your, your what they call them, premium. Premium, season. yeah, premium. Oh, your VIPs. And that's one you should be like a spike. Uh, we're going to have you guys come in at 31st Street entrance to the 33rd before – the next game. Every st- every season ticket holder should have got a memo about that. that that's what I'm saying. Every everyone, but they what? But as a premium VIP, you you should we, definitely we want one. to make sure at least a phone call, not even a letter, a phone call, because it, the numbers dwindle down. Then you have like hundreds of, pre- of VIPs. Right. After that. All right, let, let's roll up out here. We'll be back Thursday. Everybody who came through, you know what it is, man. We really appreciate it. Everybody in the chat, you know what it is. We really, really appreciate it. People who listen to Google on iTunes, SoundCloud, Obi Wan, thank you for coming through on SoundCloud. He's a new, um, he's a new sub on SoundCloud. Really appreciate. Oh that. yeah, what's the update on Spotify? Oh, I haven't heard nothing back yet. I've sent it two weeks ago. I've heard nothing. You know what's funny? I've seen new podcasts pop up on there like almost instantaneously. Oh man, I, I'm gonna have to check that. Yeah, I, that's why I'm sending. That's why. That's why I asked because no, it's right. like I wonder I, what what they're what they're really looking. I mean, at it's, yeah, yeah, I'm saying it's not even a denial. I just haven't heard anything back at all. That's what I'm saying. They these people have heard stuff back, like, yeah. and then they got their podcast. Like even the people that um that are in my hometown, they have a a, a Spotify podcast, and they talk relatively near the same stuff that we're talking about so yeah yeah spotify got well, I'm, 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 I'm gonna check on it this weekend because i know today and tomorrow i'll be at work so mm-hmm. i won't be in front of my computer to actually send them a message or whatever definitely friday i'll be off so i'll check that um definitely need to do that uh itunes soundcloud google play you know where to find us i'm also subscribed to the channel here if you haven't already if you're listening to us on the back end uh, like I said, all the links are down in the description for everything. If you want to get in touch with us, the Twitter handles, all that's down there in the description as well. Um, I don't have anything else. DJ, what you got? I have nothing else. Thank you guys for uh, checking in. And I know we there was a little bit of Q&A today, but I, I think we should open up to both days Q&A. So people, because... I don't mind. I don't mind. That's, that's yeah. cool. I mean, nigga, just, just hell, just ask questions in the chat at any time. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much at any time. Just instead of it, just, just specifically being this cold is killing me. Um, it's being specifically just for one day, but um, yeah, uh, definitely. Also, our Discord, you can send us questions there. We can chat, fellowship, you know, talk trash, fight each other, which apparently didn't happen still because uh, Pooh once again. Uh, backed out, so I'm yeah. always going. I'm always going to get on him about that. That man, you talking all that noise, talking all that noise. 
the, the all that noise to uh the Ravens Nation and and Man Ravens on. Nation was right there. It was like, where is it? Who was nowhere to be found? So yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, be on the lookout, man. I might stream tomorrow. I got my setup acting like I want to. So I might stream that off season and show you all the things I've done with NC State. Um, it looks really good. If you've been in the Discord, you see what I've done with the team. It's the the, the recruiting class looks really good and um and we'll go from there. So uh we'll see you guys on Thursday with XFL and other news. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Fuck the defenders for right now. Man, they'll get back. I don't know.